Welcome to this Humber Business Week special episode of The Street Sessions, the business podcast brought to you by Streets Chartered Accountants. I'm James Pinchbeck, the firm's marketing partner, and I'll be hosting this session, which is one of five interviews being broadcast throughout Humber Business Week. Each day, I'll be joined by a guest, someone not only influential and inspirational in their field, but also passionate about Hull and the Humber region. In conversation, we'll find out more about not only their role and the organisations they work with, but also gaining an insight into what they think makes Hull a great place for enterprise and a vibrant and diverse community. We'll be looking to lift the lid on Hull's best-kept secrets and putting to the city and region on the map. I'm therefore delighted to welcome for this episode David Keel, Chair of C4DI and a tech digital innovator. David, welcome. Thank you, James. Good to speak to you. Now, perhaps we could start by, uh, we were talking before we started this recording a bit about, you know, about what you do and, and, and the roles you have and the organisations you're involved in, uh, which I think are quite diverse, but with a common yeah. theme around innovation and digital and technology. Yeah, you're right. And add creativity to that as well, I think, to get the full list. As you've already said, I'm chair of the C4DI and that, that's what consumes I guess, the majority of my time at the moment. I'm on the board of a governess for the Ron Deering UTC, which, for those who don't know, it is this amazing school in Hull, the um, most heavily funded school in the UK and the best performing school in the UK. So that kind of proves just what you get when you throw money at schools. You get some good stuff. I'm also on the board of the Freedom Festival Arts Trust, which is great. Of course, as chair of the the C4DI, I... I'm not just one of these guys who comes in once every few months for a board meeting. I spend a lot of time here and get involved quite closely with a number of the C4DI resident businesses and also the commercial members. You know, we've got some big, big companies who are members of the C4DI that want us to help them innovate. Um, In addition to that, I advise a startup company, funnily enough, of my own, um, that, that, that is disrupting the industry. Um, And it's disrupting an industry that, strangely enough, about 25 years ago, I more or less created when I created local company Sunoco Trident. Um, This company is called T equals zero, which which refers to the Big Bang. It's a formula for the Big Bang, which is something that I think we all hope we're we're going to achieve. Um, And I guess to some extent that, that tells you a little bit more about both me and my background. I... I'm, I'm chair of the C4DI. I was asked to be chair of the C4DI for a reason, and, and predominantly that is because I founded a local tech startup company called Trident about 25 years ago. We were just a few people in an office at that time, and we grew this to 750 people worldwide, 75 million turnover, 30% year-on-year growth, which is ridiculously accelerating, and, and producing amazing work for some of the biggest and best of brands in the world. So very proud of that. I live in Bramsburton with my, now we refer to as civil partner, Andrea. Um, And it must be obvious to anyone who's listening that I should have retired many, many years ago. But I enjoy what I'm doing way too much to slow down, especially since I realised that looking back, I had most enjoyed Trident and setting up Trident when it was in its infancy, when it was a startup. And so that enjoyment, that learning, that enthusiasm, I can bring to help other people in the C4DI by leveraging all of the experiences 
that I had at that time. I was born and raised in East Hull. My dad died when I was four, so we were effectively a very low-income single-parent family. And for those who know what this means, I was an old grammarian at the time. Importantly, and I, I, I kind of want to get this, and I know I'm rambling and I'll stop rambling soon, and I'll have some shorter answers to some of your questions, <laughs> I'm sure. But this is a big one. And importantly, I was particularly proud that as I grew Trident, I was able to offer some incredible opportunities to literally hundreds and hundreds of Hull College and Hull School of Art Design kids. I built really strong links to the organisation. I became course advisor because you can't expect the colleges and schools to turn out the people you want unless you roll your sleeves up and get involved. And I literally cherry-picked all the best people for careers in Trident, many of them uh, working in and sometimes running Trident offices around the world or working at senior levels in other industries at companies such as Netflix, Unilever, P&G, for example. So really, really proud of, of, of achieving that as opposed to a big, successful company. And more recently, I think it's worth saying, the C4DI has strongly relied on a couple of Hull's most famous resources, which is KCOM connectivity, which we've been able to regularly boast about to our corporate members about being the best connected tech hub in the UK, if not Europe. And then finally, what I get excited about is, is the inventiveness and creativity and sense of innovation that seems to crop up everywhere you look in our city. That's kind of enough about me, I guess, but, um, and, and, and my enthusiasm for the area. David, and I think that you've you've probably neatly led on to the, the question that I've been asking guests, uh, which is the next one is, why do you see Hull as a great place to operate or, or run a business? And actually, you've talked about connectivity, you've talked about enterprise, you've talked about, I mean, an awful lot of passion and energy with people, how people, um, you know, don't see barriers, I don't think, so much in Hull. I mean, very easy in Hull to see, you know, physical barriers, natural barriers of water access, but they, 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 people don't, do they? There is something creative about a Hull that never, ever ceases to amaze me about being part of Hull. If it's a sense of humour, if it's the imagination, I don't know what it is, but there is something that where, whatever we do, wherever we, any people we come into contact with, that is usually the first thing that, that we lock onto that is, is quite remarkable. But, you know, I've worked all around the world and you don't see that in many other places. But it's interesting, you... you you mentioned, I think, KCOM, and, and, and I've already mentioned that as well. And, and this is something that sometimes I feel like it's, it's, it's one of Hull's best-kept secrets. I know you mentioned about some of the best-kept secrets of Hull. KCOM is one of them. A third of all fibre is buried under the streets of Hull. All fibre in the UK, one third of it is buried under the streets of Hull. And yet businesses and local authorities really seem to shout about this. You know, Hull businesses, by nature, have been, by nature have been Hull businesses, are the best connected businesses in the UK, if not Europe. And yet, it seems in Hull sometimes that we, we keep KCOM locked away like an ugly dog. Nobody ever mentions it. Nobody sings its praises. And that's always puzzled me. And the reason is because one of the things we, we, we always state in the C4DI is, is that every single business is digital. And, and the only real challenge is but most businesses still don't realise that they are digital. And as they do, they start to realise, hang on a minute, I've got the best possible opportunity to be digital because I'm part of CARECOM. It's interesting to say, because I think that's about what makes you, you the secret, your best kept secret of all, is the roads may not be paved in gold, but actually what's under the street is actually... <laughs> 
yes. it's incredible because you don't see it, do you? But it's just there, Not at isn't all. it? And here's the interesting thing that with any business, you could take away the water, the gas, the electricity, the road networks, the rail networks, and it would not have as big and as immediate effect as if you took away the connectivity. And yet most people don't realize that the businesses are digital. And, and so this thing that we now all totally rely on, and even more so through lockdown and through, through the pandemic, is in more abundance in Hull than in every other city in the UK or Europe. And, and that's it neatly runs on to, I mean, you, you talked about the success of Trident and, and, and in the days when you started that, accessibility was probably more limited to, than it was is today. You know, the, the point actually is perhaps in a post-pandemic country, actually, as long as you've got digital connectivity uh, with your suppliers, your customers, your workforce, you can do business anyway, anywhere. <laughs> The Hull is well placed with that connectivity, isn't it? To do that level of international business and, and further afield. Not, I mean, a lot of people, businesses think very parochially. There's scope there for nationalize, you know, doing business nationally and internationally, isn't there? Yeah, and, and this, is, this is a fascinating fact. And this was something that we always benefited from as I was growing Trident, which is if you are a business that creates data, you can ship it anywhere in the world Almost no questions asked, no import regulations, no duty paid, because it, you just squirt it down a wire. And, and we realized from day one that that was a very efficient, very effective method of creating a business, is creating digital assets, because you don't have to package them up and send them on the Amazon van. No. And I suppose yeah. you know, running on to your, your special place or favourite place to visit, it, it probably is, and one of them must be at the C4DI um, and the area around it. And we, we talked before we started this recording about, you know, the vibrancy of that area and how it's changed and, yeah. uh, over the last 19 years, but actually more recently, how the exponential change has happened. Absolutely. Well, it's really interesting. I, I, I like to claim, and I'm sure lots of people would would argue with me about this but I like to claim that the C4DI has changed the shape of the city of Hull so if you look at the history of Hull uh, many many years ago it was decided to build a very large shopping center near the bus station and the train station and what that meant was people got off the buses and trains did the shopping in that big shopping center and got back on and we actually watched over the years the city center wither away because the football just wasn't there then we opened the C4DI and in a derelict area of Hull. And it, there's so much new stuff has come here. Favourite special place to visit, I've got to say, Nibble Never Ever Disappoints, which is right bang in the middle of here. It's the number one place to eat in Hull. Nibble is a perfect example of what I refer to as a C4DI blast zone in that you, we create the C4DI and everybody thinks we're going to create in jobs for techies. But even Nibble, you know, it was one, two people when we started. It now employs 20 people. So the, 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 the C4DI coming here has meant that lots of other businesses have been able to open. The, the incredible foresight of people like Whiteland and Beale have meant that they've built houses here. They've converted a lot of the shops here. And, and we've got this whole new way of shopping, dining in an area of Hull that seven or eight years ago was derelict. So much so, in fact, that they've built this wonderful, beautiful bridge to get from the, the, the side of Hull that used to be um, the centre now to our side of the city. So favourite and special places, Nibble never disappoints, Bex never disappoints, all on our yeah. doorstep. 
And we love the Freedom Festival so much that we, and my, my, we, I mean, my, my partner, Andrea, but we usually book hotel rooms in the city centre so that we can soak up every minute of the yeah. programme, not miss any of it. And I think what's fascinating to sit back and look at now is the city centre, all city centre has declined at least as much as every other city centre. But what we seem to have done, and this goes back to the imagination and, and creativity and innovation, is that there's a growing series of more individual shopping and dining and drinking areas Imagine We've got Trinity Market, we've got Humber Street, we've got Hepworth Arcade, we've now got White Frigate being redeveloped and bringing the city centre back to life. And all of those rely on what I refer to as the future of shopping. The future of shopping is experiential. It's not to get what you want, but it's to experience stuff and then have it delivered in some way or another. And all of these independent shops are all about that. Shopping becomes a, a really nice experiential experience. And it, it's, it's not going to be long now, if it's not already happening, that you'll go to a small shop even to buy your car. You, yeah. You'll have a cup of coffee, we'll show you some stuff, you'll choose what you That's want, it. and it'll be delivered on probably one day, drive itself to your front door by the time you get out. Interesting, because actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you was about what you might say to somebody if you're on holiday overseas about Hull. And I think I'm getting a sense that your 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 vision and, 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 and interpretation of Hull is it's a 21st century city, actually. Yeah. And I think actually perhaps because of its 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 resilience and, and, and enterprise, and also that it probably faced some challenges before a lot of other cities, it's, it's reinvented itself to be a very yes. contemporary city. And I, I'm curious to know, you know I was in, if I was in a bar in Paris with you, and I, I didn't know you, and say, well, you come from Hull. What, what about Hull? <laughs> yeah, and you, you probably regret asking that question because you think, oh, my God, I've, I've, I've asked the wrong guy the wrong question. I, I would, and I actually do, talk about literally everything I've mentioned so far today. The incredible connectivity, because, because that's at the heart of everything. The creativity. Um, I tell people that the Freedom Festival is for sure the best time to visit Hull, to see Hull at its best as, as a community and as a creative artistic community, experiencing in, incredible things that, that we all know go on at the um, Freedom Festival. And the fact that the Humber Street area, and, and you know, which is our C4DI parish, is now acknowledged as one of the top 10 most beautiful places in Yorkshire. I talk about, also, this is an interesting one. I used to have an incredible presentation that I used to roll out whenever I was asked about all the incredible local digital businesses that touch so many people's lives around the world 24 hours a day. I've got a whole spiel about that. You know, we, we, you, you've been on holiday, you get on the tube train, all of the Oyster card stuff, it's all made in Hull. Um, all of the traffic control for the tubes is made in Hull. Uh, just go on. It's like a day in the life of an average person in the UK. And their life is touched so many times um, by digital businesses that are doing powerful stuff in Hull. And finally, I'd probably invite them to meet me at the C4DI for a look around in a coffee, if that was appropriate. Yeah, I like that idea. And, 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 and who, who, may I ask, is your most admired whole person? They can live, be living or no longer living. Or, or do, do a number of people have said, well, actually, I don't really want to pick one person, but... <laughs> um, it, it, it's, you did warn me of this one, and I, this, is, this is a question that's caused me a bit of a headache. I, I, I have to say to this one, I'll explain why, just about everyone who comes through the front door of a C4DI, 
And, and let me explain, and I'll second look you around that, and it maybe tells you a bit more about why I'm saying that. In 2016, I was awarded the title of Hull's Digital Ambassador at, at the inaugural Hull Digital Awards. And during the build-up to that, Gary Young, who most of you and most people who are watching will probably know, he was, he was NMD of KCOM and a wonderful guy, um, he referred to my humility. And, and I actually really, really liked that, uh, especially because as I emerged into the city, so Trident was very much a self-contained business, had very little to do with anything else in Hull other than the educational establishments. But as, as I came into the C4DI and was asked to be chair, what I can tell you is we certainly stumbled across some, some massively overinflated egos as we've worked to build the C4DI to the success that it currently has. But one thing I'm proud of is I, I'm, I'm happy to think that I'm not one of those. And so when I arrive at the C4DI, there's a whopping great sign on the wall, which I love. And it says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And what I can comfortably say and what I love about this place is that I'm rarely in the wrong room. There are almost limitless, smart, clever people in the C4DI. And what we do is create almost limitless opportunities for them. And even though I'm chair there, I, I learn from all of them. So it's a, it's a bit of a cheat, but it's all the living people in Hull who come in and out of the C4DI are the ones who I, I most admire. To a question like that, I've also got to obviously say I've got some seriously close friends both in and out of the C4DI, and I totally admire them, probably mainly for having the patience and tolerance to be a friend of mine. And, and I've got to say, because I'll get shot if I don't say this and she watches it, my partner, Andrea, who, who has got to be at the top of this list because she's so totally supportive, even though we both know that at 70, I should have put my feet up several years ago. No, um, please don't put your feet up, David. You've got so much energy. And actually, interesting, just you talking about the role of chair. Um, I, I chair a, a number of things. And actually, I always think the chair is like the lead of the orchestra. I can't play a musical instrument, um, but and, and I can't conduct. But the concept of a meeting is actually, or chairing something, is getting the best out of everybody and recognising actually uh, one isn't always the most knowledgeable, one isn't always the most... Yeah do things and I think that that gives you I think that's I like that word you've used about yourself some element of humility as well I think that's a, an interesting uh, reflection can I also ask you so the, the, the sort of leading to the end of the interview with your, your working lunch if if not having a working lunch how might you spend your lunch time and I think you you might be <laughs> down to nibbles or what's your favorite what is your favorite lunch for, for a working day <laughs> interesting yeah okay that's really easy so what I do when I'm here is I keep looking out the window to see if the queue at the marvellous nibble has died down. So that's my lunch ritual. Has the queue died down? And if it has, I'll nip out and get something appropriate to the time that I have available. If, it's, if, if I'm on a busy day like today, I'll grab a coffee and a, one of their wonderful sausage rolls. Um, but maybe if I've got a bit more time, I'll sit down and, and, and have one of their wonderful lunches. You know, if this is a plug for Nibble, then uh, I'm unashamed of that. It's, it's a wonderful place. Everybody knows it. And if the queue doesn't die down at Nibble, then I'll tiptoe over to Beck's for one of their fabulous sandwiches. So we're, we're very well provided for in this area. And, and the biggest challenge is watching your, your waistline. 
Uh, thank you. And, and hopefully we haven't taken too much of your lunchtime and then you'll be able to grab a bite to eat. What I'd love to do is use this opportunity as a very, very slight and not particularly commercial plug for oh, please a, do. Whole, a whole please. new C4DI com- concept that we refer to as WFC4DI, working from C4DI. And, and we're addressing a big challenge that we think every business as it emerges from lockdown is recognizing that these working from home and whilst we all vaguely enjoy it we know it's not practical we know that there's a baby's going to cry or the dog's going to bark or there's going to be an unmade bed in the background of whatever conversation you're having um and that's very distracting we know that working from the office is not great i i had a very big series of offices that 350 people were in in Hull when I was part of Trident. There's no way you'd want to put 350 people in that office now. So there's a hybrid, and people are talking about hybrid, but they don't know what it is. And we believe it's WFC4DI, working from C4DI, where we offer people a... We've looked and said, what do people need? They need incredible video quality presence. And I hope we've been able to prove that today, that... You know, this looks and sounds pretty good. Um, they want somewhere that's safe. They want incredible connectivity. They want to be able to mix with a community that understands the sort of stuff that they're working on. We often say people here can get a solution to the problem just in the queue for Nibble. Um, so there's a whole host of things that we believe we offer. People want expandable space. They want a single desk one day. They want an office for four people the next and a, and a theatre for 100 people the next day. And we've bundled all, to that, all of that together into something called WSC4DI. And we're, we're currently working with the recruitment agent, um, but we're, we're interested in speaking to anyone who's interested, whereby what we're saying is right now, before lockdown, people used to say, why Hull? And after lockdown, people now kind of say, why London? Who would want to work in London with all of that proximity of people and traveling everywhere on the, on the tube? It doesn't really matter where you work anymore. And so you might as well work somewhere amazing like the C4DI. And so we've got companies who are saying, okay, in London, we want to employ free people, but nobody wants to move to London at the moment. It's too expensive. Can we recruit them and you house them in the C4DI? So suddenly that geographic boundary to the recruitment area of people, you know, we'll we'll recruit people within a bus ride of, of where our offices is, has gone doesn't matter where you are. No. And I think Hull can leverage that immensely. And I believe we're doing our bit to help Hull do that. No, and I think you're on the money in terms of the future direction of work yeah. and how people want to work. I couldn't agree with you more. Exciting. So, no, thank you. And I look forward to catching up with you again at C4DI and having a, an update on everything there. Thank you. Yes, um, please. So... Uh, again, thank you for joining us. Um, your lunch now has even dwindled even further, but I know that won't be a problem. There's such energy there. Uh, David is one of five special guests for our Humber Business Week working lunch interviews. You can catch up with our other guests on Anchor, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, we've interviewed uh, Kath Lavery from chair of uh, the Humber Business Week Steering Committee and chair of Yorkshire Ambulance Service NHS Trust. Ian Thomas, who's CEO of the Sailors Children's Society, Alistair O'Sullivan, an entrepreneur and managing director of Dione, and Nick Marshall of Rescue, a world-class contact centre. Thank you also to you for listening. We look forward to catching up with you again in future sessions.